In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We all know the type, right? The people who have an ego so large that it doesn't quite fit in the room they're in. The self-confident to a fault who are convinced that every idea they have ever had is one of the best ones in the world. Or what about the titans of business or of empire who because of all that they have achieved, all of their wealth, their power, prestige, they can treat anyone around them, perhaps even their own parents, with utter disregard and contempt. Now, of course, we're good at pointing the fingers at those sorts of people, too. But what about us? How often do we say to ourselves, if not to others who are around us, well, at least I'm not like a, a, a drunk, like old so-and-so. Or, can you believe a nice girl getting caught up in that? Or even... Thank heavens that I came from the right family or the right race or the right socioeconomic class that I don't have to deal with the problems that all those other people deal with. Jesus gives us a parable about two men who have gone to the temple to pray. The temple, the place where the name of God resided. The temple where you paid your tithes and your offerings you gave alms to the poor. The temple where the smoke of the burnt offerings for sin were mingled with the smell of incense to remind those in the temple precincts of what the price of sin truly is. And into this environment, much like all of us coming into this house of prayer, this nave with an altar used for a different type of sacrifice, come two people to offer their own prayers to God. The Pharisee, and when we say Pharisee, think teacher of the law, or a minister of God, or even a lawyer who is supposed to look out for the interests of widows and orphans and all those who are incapable of advocating for themselves. That's what a Pharisee was. But we hear from him first. And take notice of the language that he uses. I thank you that for uh, making me better than everyone else. I tithe, I pray, I do this, I do that, I, 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 I. There's no intercession for his friends or for the needy or for the sinful. In fact, when you notice one of the clauses, when he speaks to God about an other, about someone else, it's this sinful tax collector. And it isn't for God to have mercy on him or that he might repent or even that the tax collector may learn the error of his ways and no longer steal from the poor. Instead, it is the disdainful prayer of, thank you, God, that I'm not as bad as that person over there. It's the same prayer that generations of some, some Americans, have prayed. Thank you, Lord, that I was born a fill-in-the-blank, and I'm not like 
fill in the other blank. Because I can think of just about every race, from Africans to Native Americans to Hispanics, have all been part of the prayer of many self-righteous Christians. What Jesus is pointing out is a problem with the haughty, superior, egocentric prayer of the Pharisee. He has little regard for who God actually is. His God is small, about the size of himself. With the pitting of himself in his prayer against the tax collector, he betrays the fact that everything he does, from every law that he keeps, to every student that he teaches, to the amount of alms he gives, is not about the work of God. And it's not about the work in the world. And it certainly isn't about his relationship with his neighbors. It's all about himself. It's all about him. It is without regard for anyone else. And it is most especially, especially without regard for God, to whom he is only halfway addressing in his prayer. In many ways, this prayer is actually more to himself, more to his own ego. The talk of his inner self to maybe give him some sort of pep talk. Meanwhile, the tax collector is standing, not too nearby, with his head bowed in supplication to God. And he addresses God about the reality of who he is. A sinner. He pleads with God for one thing and one thing alone. Mercy. And that's the sum of it. That's the whole prayer. There's no ego, no self-assuredness, no pontificating about who he is or what he has accomplished. He prays a simple prayer. One of the lessons that Jesus is pointing to is the need to be honest in our prayers. We all come with issues or with problems that truly do need to be addressed. Sometimes it is an addiction. Sometimes it is a lifestyle habit. Sometimes it is the allures of this world that drive us further away from God. And we know what is right, but somehow we keep fighting ourselves in the arms of destruction. And we, in our prayers, we cannot gloss over. We cannot sugarcoat the reality of sin in our lives. That is what the Pharisee doesn't understand. He's looking at the wrong side of the equation and coming up with the wrong answer. Instead of finding the place for improvement, asking for God to have mercy on him in those areas of his life, the Pharisee is self-assured that because of his goodness, his self-righteousness, all the stuff he does, everything, is sufficient. Part of the reason I love the right one service in our prayer book is because of this healthy balance of acknowledging our sin and the goodness of the merciful God who does forgive us if we but ask. The phrase that came into my mind when I was thinking about the tax collector is from the Eucharistic prayer in right one, not weighing our merit but pardoning our offenses. All of our merits, our accomplishments, our land, 
Our wealth cannot tip the scales in balance to prove our own righteousness. That is why we need pardon for our offenses, the forgiveness of our sins, the realization like the tax collector that mercy, true mercy, comes only from God. Where are you lacking in the understanding of your need for more humility? Is it your family name? The accomplishment of your ancestors? Is it your job? What about your car? Or your house? Or the neighborhood you live in? Do you have an unhealthy sense of pride? When we confess our sins in a few minutes, remember and recall some of these thoughts you may have had. You can even name them under your breath. Think about the people whom you have injured by a lack of humility. Today, when you say the confession, and you confess these things, take a moment to be like the humble and justified tax collector and tap your chest just at your heart when you ask the Lord to have mercy upon you. It's a way of showing to yourself that you indeed are penitent. But above all, don't let the pride that the Pharisee fell into during his prayer overtake you. Don't worry about everyone else in here. Don't compare yourself to the person sitting next to you, in front of you, behind you, and certainly don't compare yourself to the person standing in the pulpit right now. Approach the throne of the heavenly grace humbly and use your prayers as a time to plead your cause before God, coming to him as a penitent sinner. Just as our praying shapes our believing, so too does our imploring of God to have mercy upon us make us more likely to be merciful to those around us. The Pharisee looked upon the thieves, the rogues, the adulterers, the dregs of society without a heart of mercy, kindness, or the love of God. Praying for mercy for us helps us understand the depths of God's love and the reason why we must share it with the whole world. The Orthodox Church has a practice of using a form of prayer that, like the tax collector uses as a mantra through the day, and we Anglicans have adopted it as well. Some of you may know it as the Jesus Prayer, and the prayer simply says, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. One of the ways this prayer is used is as a breath prayer. You breathe in, saying or thinking the words, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. And you breathe out, have mercy on me, a sinner. The thought behind it is we breathe every moment of the day. And learning to use this prayer as a constant background to your life 
transforms you. Constantly breathing in and out, saying these words in your mind helps shape you to develop the life of prayer that we spoke about a few weeks ago. And it's actually rather easy. You can be praying it while you're driving, shopping, sitting through a stressful meeting. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. May we all learn true humility in our prayers. May we become more humble and also more merciful to those who desire mercy from us. And may we all learn to pray with humble and contrite hearts. Amen.